to the Love City Arts Podcast. I'm Andre in the Flow. I wanted to create a space where artists could come together and encourage all of humanity through the arts. So welcome to that space. For more information, to follow my journey and the journey of all of our artists, visit andreintheflow.com and lovecityarts.org. Please enjoy today's episode and thanks for listening. artistic home for New York City-based artists. Um, these artists seek to give their gifts back to the community in the service of love. Um, they make music, share resources through workshops, classes, blog posts, podcasting, giveaways, and community organizing. Um, uh, they also gather a whole space and build community through music, art, and the spoken word. Our mission is to heal and empower artists and the community through renewal and transformation. And hopefully something that you hear from our panelists today um, and your fellow participants will strike a chord within you and hopefully you'll feel less alone along your creative path. Um, I started Love City Arts about two years ago to create spaces where creatives and non-creatives although I believe that everyone is a creative, can circle up and find love, support, and camaraderie. Uh, where am I? My notes. It was also something that was elusive to me when I first moved to New York City, so I figured, why not build it? Um, thank you for being here and creating community. We are not alone in our quest. Uh, the purpose and intention of this call today is to create a sharing space where we lead each other on our to our own profound truth. Uh, we don't have all of the answers in this space. Um, your teacher could be on this call miles and miles away from you, um, and they're not just the panelists. Um, there are no right or wrong answers in this space. I hope that you all feel safe. If you don't feel safe at all during this chat, and that's a priority for me, that people feel emotionally safe, um, just ping us over in the Zoom group chat, and I will be sure to shut down whatever is not making you feel safe um, because it's love to the arts, and it's supposed to be a healing place for everyone. Um, if you are an artist, community member, and a breathing human being, you deserve to be here, and your guidance and what you bring to the call is very, very important. I'm here to learn from you as much as you're here to learn from everyone. Um, feel free throughout the event to digitally raise your hand. I think that's an option that's here. This is my first time doing this, so we're just going to make it happen. I think there's a way that you can raise your hand. If not, send a ping over in the group chat, and um, yeah, you know, we'll work it out. Um, this is a free and open space. If you have questions that you would not like to speak, if you're camera shy, that's cool. Um, put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer those through the call. We will be each other's guru. Just to let you know, these calls are being recorded for replay, so keep that in mind. Um, I would not recommend confessing to a crime on these calls. <laughs> Just don't do it. Um, and let's see. If you follow the call and have a video issue, um, feel free to come back. We will be here. All right. Um, just to let you know, um, I've also muted everyone while I did my spiel um, to, like, calm down on the background noise. I'll open that up in a second. 
Um, so if you or if you're talking back to me, I, I can't hear you right now, but we're good. Um, so let's start with talking about um, what is imposter syndrome um, and a Wikipedia definition of what imposter syndrome is. Um, it's a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they've achieved. Uh, Individuals with imposterism incorrectly attribute their success to luck or as a result of deceiving others into thinking they're more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be. And then it also gives a little note, while early research focused on prevalence among high-achieving women, imposter syndrome has been recognized to affect both men and women equally. Okay, so this all started for me um, <laughs> when I got a, an email from my agent, my newly acquired agent, saying, hey, did you make the 3 o'clock deadline that I asked you to submit for today? And I said, oh, man, no, I forgot about it. <laughs> and I immediately went on this huge spiral of of oh my gosh like you just got this recent opportunity and you're already blowing it maybe you deserve this recent opportunity um like what kind of singer artist whatever you know are you if you can't even respond to an email and i said you know what i can't be the only person that feels this way um Maybe other people in the Love City Arts community want to talk about it. And then I started looking online, and here's what I found, okay? Tons of celebrities feel the same way that we do about imposter syndrome. Tracy Ellis Ross says, I remember when I was dropped by my agents, hello, um, early in my career, Tracy Ellis Ross um, told her magazine um, in 2015, they said I didn't pop when I walked into a room. All the, at, at the time, maybe I didn't pop when I walked into the room, or maybe I didn't know who I was, but it was one of those moments in my life and in my career where I remember crying to my sister and thinking, I don't know what I can do uh, about this career. This is too hard. And if doing this means that people get to make a comment on who I am, I took it very personally, and, and it was the beginning of a lot of growth for me. A lot of people think of me, a lot of, what a lot of people think of me is none of my business, it kind of doesn't matter to me. I get to follow my own bliss. Tom Hanks says, no matter what I've done, there comes a point where you think, how did I get here? When am I going to discover who I am? Or when are they going to discover that, in fact, I am a fraud and take everything away from me? Um, and then Meryl Streep says, you think, why would anyone want to see me again in a movie? Uh, and I don't know how to act anyway, so why am I doing this? Um, I want to take a brief moment um, to allow people um, to take themselves off mute, if you'd like, um, and introduce yourself to the other people in the space. Of course, I'm Andre, loves the arts, yada, yada, yada. Okay, can everybody hear me? 
Yes. Can I see me? Yay, hi. Um, <laughs> I'm Alana Brakeula. Um, Andre says I should always describe myself as how I want to see myself. So I'm a writer. Um, and I am someone who has, you know, firsthand knowledge and experience with imposter syndrome as well as anxiety and depression. I've basically been suffering through imposter syndrome since childhood, you know. Um, I come from, you know, I have my, it was mainly kind of brought on, um, as I've talked in the articles that Andres posted on Love City Arts, the website, um, by my mom, uh, through deeper kind of dealing with, you know, therapy and discovery, you know, rediscovering, you know, what were the issues with the relationship with my mom, I kind of saw the fact that, you know, she had one immigrant parent, um, and the, that kind of, kind of brought on this hardships for her as well, because I feel like she suffered from post syndrome as well. So I feel like it was passed on. And sometimes we kind of forget that sometimes our our, our lineage, our family history, all of those kind, all of these kind of things we deal with are, you know, in a weird way, genetic. You know, not scientifically genetic, but emotionally genetic, I say, because you, you look at your parents and as you're a child, you don't realize that, you know, they're silently suffering and maybe not seeking out treatment. And then all of these kind of, uh, you know, you know, issues you kind of end up dealing with yourself. So, um, so that's where I'm at. I'm learning to deal with it. I'm learning to forgive myself and I'm hoping I can help others, you know, learn to forgive them, themselves as well. So. Oh, Andre, I can't hear you. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to come back in a few minutes. <laughs> We're gonna come back in a few. We're gonna come back in a few minutes um, and hear your presentation. I cannot wait. Um, anybody, okay. else, anybody else want to introduce themselves in the space briefly? Hey everyone, I'm Anne Michikotangi. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you all for holding space uh, with me. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> let's see. I am a facilitator of holistic meditative experiences, um, incorporating things such as yoga, dance, creative movement, um, Reiki, meditation, and just general opportunities to speak our truth and empower ourselves and each other. Um, I also have, uh, I deal with imposter syndrome on the daily, so that's what brought me to this webinar. Um, not knowing that Andre was going to be like, why don't you talk about it on this webinar? So I'm grateful for the opportunity and uh, looking forward to hearing the combo that everyone is contributing to. Anyone else? Thank you, Anne. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'll just say a quick hi. Hey. I'm Tom, Tom Nichols. I'm uh, Tom. signing in from Virginia, just outside of DC. And, uh, recent uh, friends with Andre um, and um, very excited about the work of Love City. And um, so I'm, I'm here just to, to sort of, um, I'm a, a singer songwriter um, and composer and- uh, and, like and amazing many, one, well, an amazing one, go on, I'm sorry. Thank you, but like many of you guys have, have sort of dealt with um, not facing my true gifts my whole life and, and you know, um, there's a million reasons why we can 
do other things than what we're called to do. So I'm trying to make that front and center going forward and help other people to do the same. Um, so that's. Thank me. you, Tom. Thank so, you. You're awesome. Anybody else? I see a couple other people. You don't have to, no pressure, but if you want to introduce yourself and where you're from, now's the window. Okay. Calling once, calling twice. All right. Thank you, everybody who's in the space. I see we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, people, yeah, seven people, and, well, and I'm eight. I'm eight, so there's eight participants here. Considering that I decided that this is something that I wanted to hold space for about five days ago, I say, um, yeah, this is fun. Okay, so coming up um, first on our list, and we're right on time, which is a blessing for me, um, is a lot of break. Um, Allah, 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 how do you pronounce Yula. 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 Yeah. I'm in the mm -hmm. bushes. A lot of break, Yula. It's going to do a preview <laughs> about her um, blog entries and why they are written and whatever else she wants to share with the team for about the next 10 to 15 minutes. And she will also oh. a Q&A at the end. You don't have to fill it. Um, oh, I should say that okay. too. If we don't use this whole time, if we get our work done and we like um, say, hey, that feels good on my soul, um, we can go when we go. So don't feel, yeah, we don't have to be here the whole time. Okay. Um, but you've got 15 minutes, including your presentation. Okay. And also a Q&A if anybody wants to ask you some questions. I'm sure I'll have a few. Um, uh, Alana is a Love City artist, and she's also um, a writer on the blog. I think she's done two or three um, posts for us, and her first posts out the gate were about imposter syndrome, so I said, why not come on and tell us how this all came to be for you? So uh, take it away, Alana. Okay. Well, like I said before in my intro, um, the way I kind of will you and I were talking, Andre and I were talking about, you know, you know, just mental health and, you know, struggles in the city and just dealing with life. And then, you know, we kind of got started talking about imposter syndrome. And then he was like, you know what, that'd be a great article. And I was like, you know what, that'd be a great article too. Um, and the, like I said before my intro, the reason why I have so much experience is, you know, this started, and I talk about it in the, the first article, um, with kind of around the age of like five, um, you know, I was a very good student um, throughout most of my school years, but that was the first time it kind of kicked in when I was sitting in school and the teacher gave me a test back and I got a 95. And I freaked out and she was basically like, well, why are you so upset? Why are you crying? Because I was hysterical. She had to call my mom to calm me down. My mom had to come from work. And um, I basically blurted out because my mother is going to be upset with me because I don't have these other five points. It's not perfect. You know, it's not 100%. It's not perfect. Um, and just like I said before, thinking back, you know, because therapy helps a lot. I'm a true believer in therapy and kind of doing the emotional work and kind of speaking to professionals, you know, especially because I feel like we all need someone who's, you know, on the outside looking in. You know, sometimes, you know, a friendship, talking to your friends helps, talking to your family helps, you know, they're great, but sometimes you just need that voice and that person that has kind of no stake in your life to kind of take a look at the situation and kind of, you know, put some fresh eyes on it. Um, 
And, you know, just going over that and going over, you know, dealing with my relationship with my mother who passed about six years ago. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of extra work because, you know, it's not like I have my mother here to kind of talk to and kind of, you know, confront and deal with the, the things I'm kind of dealing with on my own. Um, but just going to therapy, I kind of realized how, you know, her her need to be perfect and not feel like she was perfect and feeling like an imposter was then put on me so early because, you know, she kind of didn't pick the career that she wanted. She liked nursing. She became a nurse, but that wasn't what she wanted to do. My mother was very creative. She could sew. She could literally make an outfit out of anything. She could make you a, a evening gown out of, you know, a potato sack and you'd be looking like the flyest person in the room. But, you know, she, her father was an immigrant. He was a very dominant personality. He's from Jamaica. <laughs> and, you know, he, he always told her, you know, that's not a, that's not a career. Being creative is not a career. It's not a job. It's not something you should pursue. You need a, a quote unquote job job. You know, you need to be a nurse or a doctor or a professional. So she spent a lot of her life being unhappy, but still trying to be a perfectionist in whatever she did. So just from dealing with that at such a young age and kind of working through, you know, everything my whole life, I've just, I've noticed that, you know, my imposter syndrome is pretty bad because, <laughs> um, you know, I do knows I'll, I'll write something and I'll think it's ho horrible. I don't understand why he's taking it. And then he'll read it and he'll go, oh, it's perfect. I go, well, what are you talking about? Because I, I don't feel like it's good enough. Um, I noticed also that, you know, um, in the second article I talked about, you know, trying to get through um, creative blocks and how imposter syndrome affects that because you don't feel like it's perfect. So you kind of just go, well, I'm not going to do it anywhere. I'm not going to put it out. Um, through writing that one, I also discovered uh, a really good author. Um, her name is Dr. Valerie Young. If you get a chance to pick up her book, she's written on imposter syndrome. Um, and she basically talks about uh, five subgroups and there's the perfectionist, the superwoman or the superman, uh, the natural genius, the soloist and the expert. And I've noticed that I fall into the first, the, the perfectionist, and sometimes a little bit the superwoman, because I kind of, you know, think that I can do everything, and then I doubt myself, and then it just all falls apart from there. Um, but the perfectionist is the, the strongest uh, subgroup that I fall into, where I basically try to make everything perfect. And if it's not perfect, and if it's not gonna work out perfect, then I just kind of, you know, throw it away. And sometimes when I find that you do that, it's wasted opportunity because even if you don't think it's perfect, you know, someone else might, you know, might read it or hear it or, you know, or you're creative and you make things and, you know, receive it. And this might be what they need at the time, but you're taking all your gifts and you're just kind of tossing it away, you know, so you know, sad things to say sometimes, I feel like, you know, I, I have wasted, you know, opportunity and things like that, thinking that it's not perfect, so why bother? You know, when in retrospect, you know, if I had just put out the work or did the thing that I was afraid to do, you know, it might have helped somebody. And, you know, as creatives, and like Andre said, everyone has, cre you know, creativity, just, you know, 
it's not just, you know, being a singer or a songwriter and, you know, an actor or a musician, you know, there's people who, you know, can, are creative with their, their, their linguistic skills. They can talk themselves into and out of everything. And, you know, when you find people who have gifts, regardless of what they are, imposter syndrome kind of takes those gifts away from you because you waste so much time thinking that the world doesn't deserve it. So you put it aside or you hide it or you throw it away. And that gift can be what somebody needs at the time. It could be that song that somebody needs to hear. You know, it could be that, that, that beautiful piece of, you know, carpentry woodwork. Somebody might need that chair. But if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, your first reaction is to go, well, this isn't perfect. It's not worthy. You know, I'm not worthy of any receiving any of the accolades for doing this thing um, that I'm doing. And you just kind of push it to the side. So um, I feel like this, you know, the work Audrey is doing is really important. Um, I also hope that people who kind of hear the word kind of this is for creatives. Don't think, well, I don't draw or sing or, you know, act or dance. Everyone's creative and everyone needs to hear the message. Um, and also I feel like in hearing that message, everyone needs to be spurned along to do, you know, like, God, like we all say, do the work, you know, get out there. It's, it's scary. Um, it doesn't always feel good <laughs> in the moment because, you know, sometimes like I suffer from anxiety. So sometimes in the moment I'm very anxious. I'm anxious right now. I'm just going to be, you know, fully admitted. But you have to get through. You have to push through. Um, and just know that this is a space of acceptance because Andre and you guys and, you know, I love y'all. <laughs> but, you know, very accepting. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, love here. So, um yeah, you're, I mean, I think everyone on the call would agree that you've done a great job. Um, and, and what this looks like for you is you checking this off your list of things that perhaps you never thought that you'd be able to do. Exactly. But here you are. I want to ask you, um, what are your favorite things to write? Um, like, you know, like Lauren, Lauren's my sister, by the way, for everyone doesn't know. Anne and, and Andre know my sister, but... Um, she always teases me because I'm a huge nerd. Um, but, and I've always been a little bit of a weirdo. So I love like weird science fiction. Um, I love to write, you know, stuff like that. Um, I tend to be funny sometimes when I, when I feel like it. So um, a little bit of comedy. Um, I love to read fan fiction. I might start writing some because it, it is kind of, it's kind of a fun way to kind of take something that you see out in the universe, like a movie you love or a book you love, and put your own spin on it. Sometimes they're a little weird. There are some some ones that are out there that are a little bit. Strong. I mean, I want to give it up on this on this call for weirdos everywhere. I think that weirdos, <laughs> like you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, weirdos rock. And raise your hand also if uh, you would like to see Alana's fan fiction, like read a snippet of it. Oh. I would be, oh, see, there, there you go. Okay. <laughs> see, that's true, yes. Okay, uh, I'll just do it. 
what do you tell yourself? Last question for you. What okay. do you tell yourself when imposter syndrome starts speaking its loudest? Like, what's your number one thing that you try to do to, like, dig yourself out? You know, um, I don't really... It's weird. I don't really tell myself something. I just do something. You know, again, weirdo here. My favorite thing is TV. Okay. So growing up, I love TV. I love music. So if it's starting to speak to me in that way, I will literally just turn on my favorite song or something I'm feeling in that moment. Um, you know, Shaka Khan's always good, like to kind of get you out of this this feeling of you can't because her voice is so powerful it makes you feel so powerful so i'll just turn on some shaka or you know i'm an old lady so i love the golden girls but also i love that idea of you know for older women who everyone you know we tend to throw away our elderly in society we tend to kind of push them to the side and here's four you know women in their 50s and 60s who are just living life so confidently which is you know you you know we don't see that enough on tv nowadays i'm not just talking about you know older people we're just talking about people who are in groups who get discounted who uh you know society kind of says you know you shouldn't be here you know you should be you know at home you know doing something else you know living life and being you know vivacious um so good i i hope we see more of that in tv but you know, I love it. That's why I tend to do. I, I, and just to tack on to your takeaway, because the point of these um, of these roundtables is to always have takeaways. If you've not listened to um, "Ain't Nobody" by Shaka Khan, exactly, just write that down, everyone. <laughs> find it on YouTube. Find it on Spotify. That would be Alana Alana's gift to you. Thank you so much for your presentation. That's amazing. Thank you for allowing me to present. You did an amazing <laughs> job. It's so good. So good. All right, coming up next, um, we're on time. Uh, presentation by Anne Michiko Tangi. Uh, I called it imposter syndrome as a healer. I don't know what she wants to call it. She'll tell you. A little bit about Anne briefly is that we met through Love City. Her brother played guitar for another singer that now lives overseas that we worked with at our healing gathering program um, that happened at St. John's Lutheran Church in the uh, West Village. And so um, her brother came in, was playing, and then he said, he's a really chill guy, like, like Anne is a chill gal. And he goes, my sister would really be into this. I thought, <laughs> and I went, well, then tell her to come on in the room. And she came in the room. She's blessed us with her dance and her movement. She, she's, she's a sister, a friend of mine. She's a Love City artist. And um, I'm really, I, I'm getting a little, I'm going to get misty if I talk this way about all of you that I know, but... You know, I'm talking about Anne right now, so that's why I'm, I'm misty blue as the song goes. Take it away, Anne. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. Um, so, gosh, I, there's so many things that, I, I, Alana, even just listening to you, I'm taking notes. I'm like, oh, yes, that makes me think of this. It makes me think of this. Yes. Right <laughs> in that same wave. So I'll try to just blah and just speak from the heart. So, uh, yeah, I've... I would say that imposter syndrome has been a thing for me also since I was a child. I'm going to even go back further um, because I've, you were mentioning lineage and ancestral things that get passed down and whatnot. Um, I, I do believe that part of my imposter syndrome comes from my, my familial line. Um, 
going back even further, I've learned uh, over the past, I don't know, year or so that some of it stems from other lifetimes as well. Uh, experiences that, that contributed to this idea that my voice is not valid, that um, my experiences were not valid because other people were suffering so much more and that every, everything's connected. And um, anyways, that's something that I've realized has been uh, passed down into this lifetime and that I have to work through. So I, I feel like, um, and also just, you know, society and the different pressures we experience. I, I think there are a bunch of things that have contributed to my imposter syndrome experiences personally. Um, so, you know, as uh, one thing that I do is I offer yoga classes and uh, I cannot tell you how many times people have expressed interest to in me and maybe, you know, getting, um, having me be their private yoga instructor. And there have been so many times where they would be like, hey, so what's your rate? And I would just freeze up and be like, oh, I'll get back to you about that because I just didn't feel like I was worthy of asking for a certain sum, even though I would happily pay that sum to other people. I do pay that sum to other people whose services I value, but, um, and uh, I've had so many experiences where then I would just back away and maybe I just wouldn't get back to them. It's like, I had this up until now, as Andre always makes me say up until now have had this, um, this mindset that I can't present to them my services in this way until I've worked on my website or until I've done more research or I've gotten more certifications of this and that um, I can easily grow a gigantic list of all of my perceived shortcomings. Um, and that's just one example, but it spans into everything. And um, so part of my work as someone who facilitates holistic healing, meditative experiences for other people um, is that it's, it's a reflection of what I am doing for myself and what works for me. Um, and uh, one thing that has come up for me is that I have to remind myself that um, I'm a vessel. And like you mentioned, Alana, you know, maybe you wrote a piece, maybe someone built a chair that someone needs to sit in, but they don't think it's good, so they go throw it away. Um, I'm... A friend of mine, I, I eavesdropped on my roommate's conversation once, and one roommate was not feeling worthy to share her art. And the friend said, um, she said, uh, she said, who are you to deny the world the opportunity to experience this brilliant piece of work? And I think that that's helpful to remind ourselves that um, we are vessels and the energy that moves through us is to serve the highest good. So um, one of, I'm at, I'm at my parents' house in Louisiana right now and I saw these quotes that I had taped up on my wall that I wanted to share with you all. They're some of my favorite quotes. So one of them is, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. And that's by Audre Lorde. Um, I think that's very, very applicable. And another one is, um, and then the day came when the risk it took to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom, Anais Nin. And then I found one that I just, I don't know, an affirmation I wrote for myself a while ago up on my wall. It says, my love and passion are bigger than my fear. So I just wanted to offer all those words for however they may resonate with somebody because we are vessels and, and there's such a, there's so much support out there for us if we will.
will only be open to it and tap into it that can help us to to you know to lift ourselves up and, and fly and do what we're supposed to do regardless of the fear that may be in the way um so one thing i wanted to share also is that i um when I was doing an exchange program in Costa Rica, I took a choreography class and my teacher Valentina was amazing. Um, however, she came in mid-year because the other teacher had to leave and so she felt not on top of her game and she would always apologize to us. You know, I, I feel so bad, I wish I could offer you guys more and she just had this heaviness about her perception of what she was able to offer us. Meanwhile, she didn't know, she was my favorite teacher at the university. That class had such an impact on me. Um, and I think back to that example, and it's like, if I could only apply that to myself more often, you know, so that in the moments when I find myself going, apologizing for being who I am or apologizing for being in the state that I am in, it's like, what if I just scrapped that guilt and, and whatnot and that shame and just showed up as how I am? Because I know because people have shared feedback with me that there have been many times where I have made an impact, even if I had no fucking clue until they happen to tell me about it years later. So I just, I try to apply that to myself when I get into that mindset, just, okay, flip it around. You know, this amazing choreography teacher was able to channel all this awesome wisdom, even though she did not believe or feel that she was able to do that. So if it's true for her, then why would it not be true for you? So that's something that I find helpful for myself. Um, another thing is that I really believe that community is one of the strongest ways to, to help through this because um, when we, for me, when I keep things pent up and I'm feeling like a fraud or feeling afraid to share, I tend to get this like, state of paralysis almost and when i am able to talk to somebody who can see me as my highest vibe at my highest vibration um they're able to encourage me so much and help me to unfog the mirror that will allow me to then look at myself more clearly and sometimes i have found myself you know when someone may say, oh, but you know, you're, you're so great at this or that, or this really impacted me. Similarly to what you were saying, Alana, I have found myself going, oh, but they don't really mean that, you know, or they don't really know what they're talking about. Surely if they saw me in a room with all these other dancers or movers or meditators or whatever, they would have a different opinion. And I've realized, you know, when people in my life offer that encouragement, it's really, um, I need to just receive them as signs and gifts from the universe um, that are there to help me out of this negative state. Um, you know, it's, it's the universe trying to help me remember who I am. So when I can accept that and receive that and stop downplaying these reminders of how I can be great or how I am great in my truest form, um, that is helpful, then I can apply that feedback instead of just rejecting it. So perhaps that's something that would be helpful to somebody here. Um, and um, another thing, I, I do also believe that just the process of being vulnerable and sharing is really powerful. Um, you know, when, we, when, I can, when I can open up to someone about what I'm experiencing, 
it it takes the it makes it less of this paralyzing thing and and more of something that can be faced can be approached can be worked through and hopefully can be released um so i think even just having this space right now for us to to share it's having more moments like these um for me has been helpful um yeah like i signed up to attend this webinar because i was like oh imposter syndrome i need help with that i had no idea that i would be you know speaking about it more uh, personally so it's already this is like i know that this is healing for me so i think allowing ourselves the chance to be vulnerable to each other to open up about where we really are if we're feeling that that weight that burden can really be freeing um and uh you know one other thing i wanted to share is uh when i got certified to teach yoga some different things happened that the result was that my imposter syndrome flared up. I was afraid to go start teaching at studios. I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. One of my favorite yoga teachers, um, Mary Fair, she mentioned, you know, look, yoga teachers aren't teaching a lesson to their class because they themselves have mastered it. They're teaching it because it's what they are working through. And so they want to share, you know, they, they can relate to that and therefore they want to share that with you. And I think that's so true that, um, everything is such a work in progress. So it's when I can accept that it's okay that I am where I am and that I'm, it's okay that I don't have it all figured out. It helps to release the shame of not having figured it out, which then enables me to share more of what I can with the world. So, yeah. So those are a few things that I, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I love that, that we have the freedom to still work through things while putting ourselves out there. Like, that's a great thing. I want to ask, um, uh, first of all, welcome, Timothy. Welcome, Dara. Welcome, all of the people, Galaxy J7i, Mila. Um, welcome into the space. Um, uh, does anybody have any questions about Anne or Alana's presentations? Um, feel free to either type them into the group chat or come off mute ever so briefly and ask your question. If you don't have any, that's cool, too. All right, wonderful. Um, no questions means that you guys knocked it out of the park. <laughs> um, that's exactly what that means. All right, so um, coming up next, um, our third presentation, um, before we have an open discussion, um, is about imposter syndrome and the stars is what I called it. Um, this cool cat that's on deck right now is Timothy Glenn. Um, I could read his bio to you and, and blow you away, but I'll, you know, I've been introducing everyone with personal anecdotes. I met this guy um, when I was barefoot and pregnant in somebody's kitchen in, <laughs> in Tennessee. And uh, yeah, what a time. And I found that even though I was in um, what I perceived to be, it, it, it wasn't the sticks. I mean, there were houses and things like that and mailboxes and what have you. But um, while I was there, I really, really, really wanted a spiritual community. And I don't know whether it was the internet or word of mouth or how um, the two of our great magnets drew us to each other, but I ended up being part 
of his spiritual community that he can tell you about um, in Tennessee and really feeling uplifted. He's personally counsel counseled me. He's helped me over many, um, many a hump. And maybe it was all already going on for him the entire time. Like I said, he'll tell you. Um, I realized that he really, really, really knew his shit when it came to astrology and spiritual practice. Um, and so... I'm happy to introduce the whole team here um, to Timothy Glenn. Um, come off a of meet, brother, and talk about your, you know how to – I'll bring you off a of meet. Here we go. Okay. okay. There, there you are. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, wow. Yeah, I was listening, and I'm like, I'm wondering who you're really talking about. <laughs> Maybe that's imposter syndrome, right? I don't know. That's exactly what it is. But, 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 yeah, so I am actually – the co-founder of Leadership Institute for Transformation and Empowerment. Uh, this is a spiritual community in Jackson, Tennessee that was started with my wife the day after we got married. Okay, so that was like, we got married on July the 20th and the Institute was started the 21st. And that was an awakening experience within itself because it's one thing to do what you do and it be looked at as weird or strange and then to do it in the south is you know a great testament to the presence of spirit courage and just you know a tenacity to really investigate things that people don't want to deal with and so our we specialize in dealing with shadow work you know and people from all over the world actually find us to do work with them. When people find us, it's usually when their back is against the wall and they've tried everything else. So why not look within for the treasures of wisdom and insight rather than depending on anything external outside of yourself? So that's just really a brief um, explanation of the Institute. Um, we love what we do. We do miss you. We hope that either we can get there or you can get to us, you know, and we do remember the good old days uh, meeting in the downtown library in those spiritual meetings. So thank you so much for having me here, Andre. Thank you so much for Love City Arts, that your community as well. Such a beautiful thing that you're doing. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being Absolutely. here. So tell us, tell us about um, tell us about imposter syndrome and the stars. How how does sure sure absolutely. Well, you know, I would like to look at imposter syndrome as really the fear of success appearing as self doubt. You know, and doing astrology. One thing is for sure. It's not like it's a select few of people who has a syndrome. When I look at astrology, and there are certain planets I can look at, uh, not only can I make that statement that everyone on some level has imposter syndrome, but with astrology, you can look at the 12 uh, different aspects of life, which corresponds with the 12 houses in astrology. There are 12. Each of them carry uh, a level of experience with them. And when certain planets enter those houses, I can clearly see how that person will or 
is experiencing imposter syndrome. So with astrology, again, um, astrology is self When you look at astrologers, it seems like we come with imposter syndrome. Number one, because of the religious resistance to the sacred science that we do. And, you know, so it's really difficult at times to explain this or even talk about this or even calling yourself an astrologer, which I still have issue with. Uh, to those who don't know me, um, man, I started really speaking and ministering in church at the age of 15. Okay, this was what I was groomed for. Uh, I live in the South. Uh, preached all of my life, pastored churches, uh, met, and, and met many great ministers, many of which you see on your local uh, religious TV stations I've w had the pleasure of working with. And then to have a discussion with my wife and talk about, you know, authenticity and doing what your heart is knowing you're supposed to do. That's another thing, right? So it seems as if most astrologers, I've never met one who didn't have this, have this thing about, I got to be perfect in every way or else I'm not going to feel confident in what I'm doing. So yeah, you look at planets like Saturn, right? We'll just use Saturn as an example. Saturn is the planet that reminds you of the teacher. When you went to school, you were hoping a sub would be there, right? <laughs> You know, you, when you saw a substitute teacher in that class, you knew that was going to be a good day. Why? Because that teacher was a very strict and hard uh, teacher that demanded reflection and accountability. Well, that's where Saturn is. When Saturn ends up on a, a house, on an astrology chart, especially the first house, the first house is the, the most important because it's the house of self. And wherever Saturn goes, it's here to challenge your fears. And I truly believe that humanity as a whole, we have a fear of success. We have a fear of the responsibility of being looked at as someone successful. It doesn't come off that way. Again, these things are hidden, okay? So that's why, you know, we portray them. I see a lot of people who come off as self-confident bullying others when in fact they have imposter syndrome hidden within them. So they have to dial back and look at what's pushing and driving them. And, and that's part of the work we do. But again, you know, uh, this is a sacred science in which I do. Uh, I'm not sure I'll be able to get it all in today. I hope to be on uh, quite a bit as you're doing uh, these wonderful meetings, and I hope it's been going well. I'm just now getting on. So that's, I guess that's just a brief introduction into the work. Cool beans, man. Thank you so much. Round of applause. <laughs> um, yes, that's so cool. Um, yes, and I guess you set me up. So if you, if you, if you put, if you set me up with the volleyball, I'm going to knock it over the net. Um, <laughs> nice. These will, be, these will be going on every two to three weeks. Um, the next one's on January 2nd. We'll talk about that later, though. Cool. Um, that one's going to be all about courage. Um, but that's in the future, and you know, we're only dealing in the present moment on this call today. Um, Absolutely. So, so thank you for that. Um, uh, how, what are some, like, give us one tool that astrology gives us to overcome imposter syndrome. Okay. So... One tool that I believe astrology gives, like I said, astrology is like 
Um, an X-ray of the soul. Okay, so when you go to the doctor, you have an, you, you, there's certain things a doctor, no matter how skillful, intelligent, and wise he is or she is, they may not be able to see what's going on on the surface. So they go beneath the surface to look at anything that may be an issue. Astrology is the same way. We have several planets that give us um, a certain description of how your experience will be. For, for example, you're talking about going into courage in a couple of weeks. Well, that's where Mars comes in. But today we're dealing with the imposter syndrome, two planets step. I mean, they present themselves in a glowing way, which is Saturn and Neptune. Okay. So Saturn actually rules the sign of um, Capricorn and Aquarius. And right now we're in the sign of Capricorn. So imposter syndrome will be heavy from now on to Aquarius and then on to Aquarius and to Pisces with these signs because Saturn also rules uh, Aquarius. So with astrology, we can look at those planets. If those planets show up in the first house, uh, Neptune could be suggesting a type of illusionary reality that we have bought into. Again, astrology proves one thing to me, that humans can be easily programmed if they believe the hype. You know, and, and every human is programmed in a specific way that they have to really go through letting go of certain programs in order to see that just because they have made a mistake does not prove that they are an imposter. Making mistakes, that is the price of admission to self-transformation. At least that's, <laughs> you know, that's just what we do. How else? can God evolve unless we make mistakes and translate those mistakes into some experience of empowerment. So making mistakes is just part of the price of admission. It is not proof that you are an imposter and you don't deserve everything that you have and everything that you've worked for. Not only are you qualified to be whatever you are, you are predestined to be great. You are predestined for success. You are aligned in this way uh, from the beginning of time, astrology clearly reveals that, uh, to me at least, and to those who I serve. Now, again, imposter syndrome can come from, there are people in astrology who don't hold my level of integrity, at least my belief of integrity. So then you have to compete against that, uh, the pre you know, those preconceived, um, notions that astrology is not real just because somebody is using it, using it for selfish reasons. Like a, like uh, a Miss Cleo, like a Miss Cleo, for example. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right, I mean, right. come on now, there you go. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, so we have to look at that and you don't want to be compared to anybody else's uh, negative flow in the way they do things. So, you know, you, you always worry about, will I be perceived as legit? Because, you know, we don't really believe that we're qualified, but that's only because you're reading, you know, the end of the book. Astrology gives us the first chapter. It shows us where we begin. And once you know where you begin, you have more control over your destiny and you'll be less likely to be programmed into the collective belief. And I say collective talking consciously. I believe that this is a type of virus that is within all of humanity. 
viruses come so that healing can be revealed, okay? They don't come just to give you a bad day or just to take pleasure in you being sick. These things arise so that we can create a means of healing, okay? I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, think the, I think the church thing is still upon you through and through. Um, also, oh. uh, for, for people that aren't into the woo-woo nature of astrology, I always tell them that um, if the moon and the sky, this mm -hmm. is just my rational, this is my rationalization, so it's mm -hmm. If the moon in the sky can cause the whole ocean to come up into the sand, <laughs> I'm convinced that other planets and stars and things are having some level of effect too. So what I don't know, but I know that I'm like, what? I'm not a scientist. I'm an artist. So what are we like 75%, 60%, 90%, 100% water? <laughs> <laughs> one of those right so we're being moved there's a reason why when always I and stuff, i'm like what is going on um so always anyways, yes that, i thank you does anybody have any questions for timothy ann or alana at this time oh, i do go yeah well this is a an amazing session thank you for Ilana and Anne and Timothy. Um, Blessings. And you, Blessings. Andrew, thank you so much. There, there were some common things that happened at the beginning, which was, which made me think of that quote that I think Anne might have mentioned or something. But like in my world as a songwriter, like write the song you want to hear. Um, mm -hmm. Andre created Love City Arts because he wanted, he needed that community. So he created the community needed. Um, and um, Alana, you're talking about writing, um, about not w waiting for it to be perfect and stuff, like writing the things that you needed to hear about uh, imposture, all of that stuff is, is your gift out. And then you were saying the same thing, Anne. My, my question for, for Timothy, there were so many great takeaways from what you just talked to us. Mm -hmm. um, that the making mistakes part and then the predestined to be great. Mm -hmm. um, there's what I've always wondered about, like there's two things, a finding that thing you're predestined to be great at and believing that that's the thing that you're called to do. And then the second thing is if it's already sort of predestined, like what are the things that we actually can do to help that along? <laughs> and what are the thing? Otherwise, sometimes you feel like, well, if it's already going to happen and if Saturn just moved in, then it's going to come any day. But like, we're not supposed to be passive in that process. And sometimes if, if you believe that it's, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, it's already, already worked out. That sometimes causes me to turn the other direction and say, well, what could I possibly do to change destiny? So I wonder if you could just say something about how we contribute to making the destiny happen. Sure. Um, sure. Yes, absolutely. Great question. And I hope that I can uh, present an answer that is extremely relevant to the, the beautiful uh, comment, I believe, that you're suggesting as well. So uh, it is my belief and understanding and understanding that in order to arrive at this planet, there are certain experiences that we agree to have for the soul's evolution. And looking at astrology, again, 
uh, dealing from with that. Again, we, I don't really deal with the magazine-like astrology. I deal with true soul inner work and, and self-transformation, revealing oneself to themselves. Um, and I truly believe that, you know, just looking at astrology, there are certain experiences that cannot be avoided. And a lot of people, they get to this stage in the game of their work, and, and they're, they always make the comment, if I had known this, I would have done this better, or I would have made another decision, which I find highly impossible. Whatever decision that one makes, no matter how much resistance and hardship it brings, it was necessary and impossible to make another decision in that time. Because look, just again, looking at astrology, looking at even certain degrees that one chooses to arrive in and incarnate in at one specific time where a sign was coming over the horizon, that tells me that that person will have a perfect life no matter what happens. And one can say, how, look at some of the things that, some of the trauma that I've been through, how is that perfect? Well, my question is, how did you grow as, a, as in your soul's awareness. Well, I've learned this and I learned that and I was able to let that go. And that's all a part of the journey, you know? So again, with me, just knowing at, that whatever decision I made at that time, and, and yeah, there were, there's a lot of, of more ideas that I could have that may have gave, given me a more pleasant experience, but not necessarily something that educated me and expanded my soul's awareness. Those are two different things. And I believe we make those agreements and contracts. And I believe those contracts are sacred just by my experience with astrology. Uh, we make these contracts with the universe, with God, spirit awareness, whatever you want to call that. And we make that those agreements outside of time because in time, the main focus for humanity is pleasure. I want to feel good. I want to have pleasant experiences. And I tell everybody, even a Ferrari needs brakes, no matter how fast it can go. So we, we need certain experiences that get, you know, Saturn, those are like speed bumps. You know, you picture you, you're, you're really hungry. There's a restaurant there. You don't want to wait in line. You can see the restaurant. Nobody's there. You want to get there in a hurry, but there's all these speed bumps. These speed bumps are there because maybe there are children around that you're not aware of. Maybe there's a, a, an eld, elderly lady trying to get across the street in that community. Well, astrology is like that. Maybe there are certain things that we're not paying attention to if we just slow down instead of resisting our uh, un, you know, unfortunate experiences. We can uh, translate that into a type of wisdom that gives us guidance, patience, and courage through the things we go through. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Any other questions um, in the space um, for any of our panelists? Today's conversation, of course, is about imposter syndrome, uh, and our panelists have given us amazing. Excuse me, Andre. Oh. <laughs> hey, I've, I'm sorry. My name is Jeannie, and I've been trying very hard this whole time to <laughs> unmute myself because I called them on the dial-in, and I found, hey guys, I found that this whole thing is just 
certain things that I've been talking to about Andre with for like a long time about just not feeling worthy enough or good enough to own things or say that or have ownership to it. And it like extremely bothered me the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it was enlightening to find out that other people feel the same way or not I'm not saying, oh, we all bond through pain, mm-hmm. but it was good to say that you're not the only one. Like Anne's story um, about getting her certification and saying, well, am I not good enough? I actually have my certification in, um, in um, dance, uh, certification in dance, but I'm not utilizing it because feel like I'm, I haven't reached a certain uh, physique or a look. Hmm. Um, so, <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those were like some of my major issues and concerns at the time. So it was like something relatable because I was like, how did she get out of, you know, get out of that? So the question is to Anne now, how did you, how did you break through in your dance and movement and, you know? Yeah. So just making sure, is this, is this the genie I know? I don't yeah. know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, just making sure. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So for one thing with the yoga thing, it was, I think it was around the same time that, that one of my yoga mentors was saying, you know, look, you, you, the, the teachers are teaching what they are working on. It's not what they've mastered. Somehow around, I think it was after that conversation, actually, Jeannie, that I called, there was this woman, Fee, this wonderful woman who had a studio at the time, and she had been asking me repeatedly, I would love for you to come teach or audition here to teach. And I kept saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And after I had that conversation with Mary Fair, I was I called Fee and I was like, "Hey, could I come audition?" and and I did, and that was when I started teaching at studios, and that was this, a few months before I moved to New York. And you know, when I moved to New York, I um, went through that whole process again. Oh, I'm in New York now. I'm in a new space. And I'm not worthy of teaching here, but uh, you know, uh, I think it was actually that same mentor who was like, "Well, you need a job, like you." Just, do your thing. Like she said, the perfect studio is waiting for you to call. And, uh, you know, it's just a reminder, like that there's a teacher for every student. There's a student for every teacher. And even if we're feeling sometimes falling prey to the illusion that there is one specific state that we are supposed to be in in order to be able to share our gifts. Um, I think something that has helped me is also thinking of, yeah, just thinking of, of people who have influenced me and then going, having the opportunity to see areas where maybe they don't have it all together either. There are wonderful teachers whose classes I have taken, but who I would notice like, oh, well, you know, this adjustment didn't actually feel so great. Or, oh, you know, you just notice different things. And it's a, it's a helpful for me, enlightening um, uh, moment because I'm like, okay, this incredible person is still working on stuff. So it's okay that they're still working on stuff. And if I were teaching somebody who wanted to become a teacher, I would never want them to feel discouraged. I would never want them to feel like, 
like they just were invalid and you know it's so it's like i would i would want to apply that that acceptance to others so can i apply that to myself as well um so i i think uh genie for me a community of of supportive people who are able to help me have a better um, more helpful perspective that's been something that's helped me to have these breakthroughs and i i keep i keep coming up to it again and again like andre and i've had multiple conversations over just the past few days where i've had my imposter syndrome sneak up and by the end of the conversation i feel so much more empowered i think sharing space with other people who will support you and who can see you in your your see you as your most vibrant amazing self can help to break through some of those mental chains. Thank you so much, Ann. Thank you. Uh, and thank you also, Jeannie, for your, uh, for your question. Mia, you said that you had something to say. Come on in the room. Come off of mute. Let's hear you. You said, could I share my view on the topic you're discussing? Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Where, are you call- where are you calling in from? Um, I'm... Um- First of all, sorry that I can't turn on my camera. I'm just like kind of like getting ready, so I'm not a camera ready yet. So it's fine. <laughs> so, Neither am I. You can see me. Yeah, but anyway, so um, I'm calling from New York. Um, like you can hear from my accent, I'm native Finn, uh, living in New York, and I just like you know happened to see this invitation, and well, um, and I was just yeah. Uh, sounds interesting. I'm going to join. And the funny thing is now when I'm listening to this discussion and everything that, you know, um, turns out to be that the discussion is quite spiritual as well. And I, I happen to be, I'm, I call myself like an intuitive abundance and flow coach or mentor. Wow. And I use the word intuitive because I don't want to say clairvoyant, but basically like, you know, I, I didn't do like a, like readings for people, but like people, I can just, their souls, so to say, speak to me. I can, you know, see, do things. So that's, um, that's what I do now for work. But like my background is uh, completely in business. Like, you know, I was in corporate world, finance, all that stuff. And I always loved uh, connecting with creative people because like, creativity comes from somewhere deeper so like you know i always feel that those creative people they are connected to their soul to universe whatever you want to call it and you know it's been um interesting also like i i have designed like a jewelry line i haven't started the business yet but like you know i i'm kind of like into creative things although it's not my uh, main job and just like i have been on and off listening to uh, listening to this discussion and you know like one like um like if i share my approach so i feel that like we humans always like um want to have these um concepts concept of having some kind of like a syndrome and it's kind of like telling yourself certain type of story that okay like now this is my issue because i feel that you know when you are truly living in the flow you are just facing the issues or feelings that come to you you are taking a look at them like where they come from i feel that you know like what you have been talking about like typically it's either comes from your beliefs 
And beliefs are simply repeated thought, like, you know, something that, you know, since a child, like people around you, they just, you know, repeat certain things. Like here in the US, like it's really typical, just work hard and you can, you know, make it or get and, you know, do anything or, you know, get anything you want. And I'm just like, I really don't believe in working hard. Like I believe more in working smart and, you know, working um, in alignment with your uh, soul, your truth. So, you know, so when we talk or you talk about this syndrome, like I, I somehow felt that it's, it's either like um, it becomes from your beliefs or then, you know, there's like a deeper issue, like, um, your feelings, like some kind of like, you know, that you don't feel valued, you don't be worthy, that type of thing. And that's an issue, obviously, that you need to face. And you need to face those feelings because what you resist, persist. Come on. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what you're telling me to do is basically throw my whole topic away, which I'm happy to do. If (laughs) if, if If the topic of imposter syndrome and the acquiring of having, like, I have imposter syndrome, if that gets deep, deep down in my soul and then starts creating more imposter syndrome for me, then yes, let's, if I hear you correctly, Mia, like, let's throw the whole syndrome, the name out. (laughs) Yeah, kind of, because, like, all our thoughts are creative. So, basically, whatever you repeatedly tell yourself or say that, okay, like, I have this syndrome or, like, um, Whoever, someone was a writer here, like I admire writers because I, and I'm now, I know that I'm doing this uh, myself, like I don't like writing, but every single time when I say that I don't like writing, I, it's kind of like I'm making it, making it more and more uh, happening. So like who say that like one day I couldn't love writing? It's just that, you know, maybe for me, it hasn't felt the most natural way to express myself, but like still just like telling myself the story that I hate writing. That's actually what I'm also creating. So that's why I was just saying that, you know, like just kind of like um, forget the concept and, and you know, uh, just like sometimes it's good to maybe like a l- if you could take this kind of like a top-down perspective to you, like just see yourself sitting there on the couch or wherever you are and just seeing like, okay, like now this person is feeling all these feelings and, you know, where is this coming from? Because like, you know, when you understand where it's coming from, if it's beliefs, then you just like, you can change beliefs. Like that's not a big issue. If it's just like you not feeling worthy, valued whatever there can be issues from childhood past lives whatever but like those can all be resolved like you can always like face those and become free of them so it's not that uh, you have some kind of like a syndrome and you need to live with it for the rest of your life and also like you never become ready like this is this is like, you know, lifelong journey. So like, even if you don't have this type of issues for 10 years, like maybe there's an other level from you coming up. And then again, you face these feelings for a while. So it's not like that you either have something or you don't have. Just like, you know, I would say just that go with the flow. And also when it comes to the uh, concept of perfection, like, you know, how... Either everything is perfect in this universe or nothing is perfect. 
So like, you know, someone's work or a um, piece of art, song, like how, how can anyone say that something is perfect or not perfect? Because like, you know, basically, like I personally think that everything is perfect in the universe. So like, you know, but like some may think that it's not perfect, but like, you know, perfect always um, means that you are comparing something to someone. Mm. And then, yeah, so, so it's, it's wow. kind of like that, you know, how, where do you have the comparison point? Like, where are you comparing to? Like, there's always, like, you can always find something that's better or something that's worse. And, you know, like, if something is perfect to you, it's not maybe perfect to someone else. So how, like, I feel that, you know, the whole, whole concept of perfect or perfection is, is, um, is also something just like you know that we should forget because like you know yeah, that, no matter what you do like your writing or piece of art it's never perfect to um everyone yes yes i agree and that's um a perfect segue because i had a couple notes that i wanted to say about um imposter well let's not even call it that anymore the thing <laughs> you know i don't even call it that. i want to i don't even want to label myself with the father's syndrome anymore i just want to get free uh mia i just want to get free um i said because to pick up what you're saying because there is no perfection or imperfection and we this gives us a prime opportunity to let ourselves off the hook you can let yourself everyone in the call i want I, if like that hook and for those of for those of you who can't see, I'm pulling up my um, my my uh, collar. You can literally let that go today. You can let yourself off the hook. Perfect. I'm better than. I'm less than. You can let yourself off the hook with the full acknowledgement that there's only one you. There's only one you in all the universe right now, um, and only you can stop your own show. I put in my notes. No one stops the show but you. And in those moments when imposters, that thing starts, you know, creeping up. If you get an opportunity, watch um, A Wrinkle in Time um, because they call it the it. Um, anyway, I've been talking about that movie a lot. So if, you, if you're into like, you know, fun little kid Disney woo-woo movies um, that have a deeper meaning, when the it starts talking, let yourself say, look in the mirror. I dare you this week. When imposter syndrome starts creeping up for you, I dare you to go into the mirror, all right, put your chest back and say, no one stops this show but me. And I'm telling you, I've had issues with, with um, in Love City Arts. I mean, I, I'm trying to get used to this IGTV thing, the, the, the endless promotions and telling people and advertising and Facebook ads and event bright and all that it's exhausting as a lot of the times um and then i immediately get in and i'm like but then i remind myself oh, oh, oh what about you know what about this person and what they're doing and what about this group and this, this no one stops <laughs> but me i and i dare you all this week to do that when your imposter syndrome starts speaking no one stops the show but me. And then always also know, um, if you've never read the, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I highly recommend that book. One of the four, this little teaser, I'm going to give them all to you. So one of the four is to always do your best. Um, and when you know that you're doing your best, and sometimes for me, 
my best is putting on pants on the weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes that's just my best. I, right. Like, you know, um, sometimes my best is, you know, eating a sandwich. Um, like, it's, it's not, it's not flexing for the gram all the time. Last night I had to put up a picture of this awesome plate of food I made. You, you, know, stuff, you don't see me when I'm eating quinoa, you know, or when I, or when I got the top ramen because I'm trying to make it to payday. Um, you know, like, real talk. Um, yeah. But knowing, it's all like, how can you be the artistic director of Love City Arts and you're eating ramen for dinner? I'm doing my best. Okay. Yes. Can I also like one um, uh, share like one more aspect which I think that could be valuable to some of you? Go off. Mm -hmm. So basically, like when you have this thing coming, like it's always your ego or your mind speaking. It's never your soul speaking. So basically, like um, if you think of, uh, think of it this way, like how on earth can you say how valuable? your work is to someone else like who you are to say that why would someone want to read my uh piece of writing uh, uh listen to my music like it's kind of like that you are putting yourself above others if you are saying that like like how can you say that you know it's not valuable for someone else like you don't know and it's like your job is to focus on yourself and your own kind of like an inner issue and your own gift. Because like when you are putting your skill out there, it's you serving the highest advantage of the others and the universe. Yes. Thank you. Um, I, that's a perfect um, but for this thing before I go into announcement. I'm going to meet everybody again. Um, I'm gonna meet everybody again because I, I heard trains, planes, and automobiles coming through the <laughs> through the room. Um, I want to thank everybody in this space for showing up for yourselves today in this way. Um, let's see, Thomas. Okay, one second. Thomas said the fear of success appearing as self doubt. That's the quote. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Kamara above says, I just wanted to say this conversation was hitting on so many vital points for me. Cam is off because she's in bed. Trust me, I'm about to go back to bed myself. Um, and, my, and the mic is off. Um, wishing to listen. Thank you for being here, Kamara. So amazing. Everything that she's been contemplating. Um, I think we, this is the first meetup event, and you're not disappointed. Well, guess what? This is my first time having something like this online. So um, I'm glad you're here, and we're going to keep coming back for more. Um, thank you for being here. For those of you here my church announcements, y'all, for those um, who would like a weekly source of accountability and check-ins, I've created a systematic approach to the use of um, a mastermind alliance. I mean, I didn't invent mastermind alliances. Um, someone chime in on the side and tell me who did real quick um it's like is it joseph campbell somebody i don't know anyway it's an opportunity for us to vision together um and like get really clear through accountability for um uh the execution of our dreams um what i do is uh, give like a little weekly assignment, um, like a little insp inspirational article to read. And then on Tuesdays and Saturdays, I ping you through um, the band app and I say, hey, Alana, hey, Ann, how are you, how's it going? Tell me about how your dreams are moving along. Um, so that's Mastermind Alliances that I do with weekly check-ins, um, donation-based as well. If you get to the end of the week and you're like, you know what, 
I, this has really, really moved my shit along um, than just drop some, you know, dollars in the bucket. Um, for those of you who would like to be in the know about future programming, such as the one that we share today, please visit lovecityarts.org. Um, enter the site and sign up for the digital mailing list. I'll be sending out newsletters better in 2019, but I will not spam you because I often forget to do it. <laughs> um, um, there's going to be a digital passing of the hat. Um, I'm going to send up a follow. I'm going to send a follow-up email to everyone who participated today. In that follow-up email, um, there's going to be um, an announcement of the next um, roundtable that we're having on same time on January the 12th, all about finding your inner courage. Um, so there'll be a link to that. There'll also be a link to a donate button in case you want to drop. $1, $2, $5, $10, drop whatever you want to drop if this has meant something to you the same way you would do at a donation yoga class. Um, if you don't have it to give, um, send me good vibes. It will really help me in those moments where I'm like, is anybody listening, Lon? Um, do that as well. I'll send that link. Um, just to let you know, um, it's free to you. Um, I, I don't even know how to uh, – like, address it. I don't want to be that, that sleazy church preacher. All I'll say is that to put up a Zoom meeting like this costs $15 per month. I will do this regardless because I love being here with y'all. But if you want to drop some ducats to help, there it is. Um, that, that plea was so intense my iPad turned off. Um, also, please feel free to fill out the exit survey that's going to be on that email I'm sending to everyone. This will help us improve the offerings and make sure that we're giving the best of ourselves. Like, if I've done something in this room that really, really annoyed you, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, so please fill out. It's like a 10-question, three-minute survey. Uh, please, please, please fill it out so I can get better at doing these. Um, I want to say a big thank you to the donors that we do have. Um, uh, for their financial support. I mean, we, we do healing gatherings, we do online offerings, we do, we have a venue um, sponsor and uh, Father Mark over at St. John's uh, Church. Uh, thank you to everybody. And thank you also to the Board of Governors. I don't want to call all their names because that's how I get in trouble. Um, but they are the people that I'm constantly bouncing ideas off of. And I go to them and I go, do you really, really think that this project could work? And they go, eh, or they go for it. My board of governors is absolutely amazing. Um, they offer their support in the Sony board for me. Um, lastly, if you like the work of Love City Arts, please, please spread the word. Um, we rely on you to get the word out about what we're doing. We're not peddling anything other than love and encouragement. That's as simple as it gets, guys. It's just pure love, pure encouragement for creatives, and I believe that everyone's a creative in their own way. So um, I'm just peddling love and encouragement, trying to, like, build bridges. Um, oh, I wrote down, um, if you are creative, um, and I believe we're all creatives, but if you're a writer like Alana, a uh, healing practitioner like Anne, a spiritual mentor like Timothy, whatever you want to do, um, thank you. Thank you for that note, um, Kamara. Whatever you want to do, if you don't have a platform, this is me, the platform. If you don't have a platform to get word out about your gifts, if you don't have a platform or encouragement, a person in your life that's pushing you creatively towards your goal, that's what Love City is for. I will build it 
for you. Well, not necessarily for you. Life is, you know, I got, you know, time is not, you know, 24 hours. But I will help you build your, you, Alana said, Dre, I love writing. I want to write. I said, write something and we'll put it on the blog. It doesn't even have to be a Love City Arts thing. Ann and I are working on some stuff, um, you know, that we're boosting her as well. Um, so if you want to do this, don't let the I don't know how or the no one want help me, don't let that stand in your way. We will build it for you. Um, I think it's a great thing um, that we're here. Please let your friends, family, and fellow artists know about our work if you're moved to do so. Um, a link will be sent out for the survey, once again, to all registered participants. Thanks again, everyone, um, for being here. Uh, I see that Kamara is sending us all healing vibes, gratitude, collective and individual existences, and abundant vibes to all with a special emphasis to me. Thank you. Um, so you that we can continue to grow. Look, last thing, last 30 seconds. This is not about me. I could weep on camera about this. This is not about me. I'm so grateful that the universe has decided to, to gift. This ain't the time to cry. To gift Love City and, and um, to me. Um, but I have to just say that, like, being here with all 10 of you on this Saturday afternoon, working through the things that, that causes us to get stuck, that that's what this is about. This is, this is not about me, but I will take the blessing all the same. And, um, oh, Love City, in the, in the uh, exit interview, let me know how to reach out to you um, because I'm building, um, there's also a portal that's on the website so that when all of us want to talk in between roundtables and stuff, we can check in on each other. So I'll send you the link to that as well. Um, yeah, hope to see you next time in person and online as we share the love with each other. Um, thanks, everybody, for being here for the first one. I bow to you. I bow to you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Happy Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs> you too, Jay. Happy Saturday, everybody. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's podcast, I want to invite you to like, share, comment, and tweet about this episode. Your comments help me to make this podcast the best that it can be and continue to share the love. Don't forget to pass this episode on to someone that you may know that might need an extra pick-me-up as well. Also, feel free to visit lovecityarts.org. We've got more episodes, monthly giveaways, upcoming in-person events, uplifting blogs, and a book club on the way. Love City exists to uplift artists, the ones that love them, and the inner creative genius in us all. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for another uplifting episode from the Love City Arts Podcast.